want to start off with a reminder that we are not doctors. Before you any changes or try something new, always consult with your doctor and medical team first. Chronic illness can vary from patient to patient, so it's always best to consult with your own doctor for what is best for you. Hello, welcome to IBD Determined. I'm your host, Mason Harvey, and I have Crohn's disease. And I'm your other host, Michelle Harvey, and I am Mason's mom and also in the role of a caregiver. If you've been listening, we are on episode five, wow. which is, yeah, pretty cool. Impressive. That's very impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's very exciting. I, I remember thinking, I didn't even know if we get through episode one. Yeah. <laughs> we were so, yeah, we held off for so long to start and now it's kind of cool. It's like we're actually doing this. So today's episode is going to be focused on IBD, but also for some other people who can relate who just have food sensitivities, this might help you too. So we're going to talk to you about simple tips and tricks to help you monitor your IBD symptoms and also use any of these tips for if you have food sensitivities or if your child does, and if it's, you know, this might be something that can help you. So, and when we say for IBD, we're looking for food triggers for us. And that's important. Yeah, because for some people with this disease, I, you know, this is where I think it can it can vary so widely because Mason's disease cannot be controlled by food. by food or diet. And there's a very big misconception about that. We hear that a lot where people think that Crohn's disease can be, you know, managed by food. And there are some people with Crohn's disease who do say this is the case. And that's interesting to me mm-hmm. because that's not our <laughs> situation. Not our I just want to acknowledge that some of you listening are going to have different situations and we're not, you know, trying to shut anyone out. We're just focusing on Mason. And so for him, mm-hmm. it is food triggers that we focus on, something that could trigger him into a flare. And to let everyone know, remember, everyone with Crohn's disease is different. Yeah, that's very important to him, actually, because I think a lot of times people, when they meet you and they talk to you, they assume right away that you're just like somebody they know. Mm-hmm. And this poor kid, <laughs> he hears it all the time. It's like, oh, don't worry. You know, if you just do this and he's like, no. politely. Yeah, I'll try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, later on, I'll talk to you about it. And it's like, gosh, you know, so we're like on this mission to just help open the, the public's mm-hmm. eye to seeing that this disease can vary so much. Spread word. Yeah. We're going to start this off a little different because sometimes you just go right to the episode and mm-hmm. we're going to, I guess, have some fun and yeah, talk about, <laughs> yeah, the a challenge of the week because we realized, I think we face a lot of them. We've gotten so used to it. Oh, another challenge, another challenge. <laughs> yeah. And it. you just, it's just kind of like, I think a lot, I mean, all of you probably had something this week that was yeah, a challenge. challenge. But for us, it's something Crohn's related. And mm-hmm. we run into these all the time and we just kind of get used to it and roll with it. And yes. we had a memorial to go to. Mm-hmm. And it was very important that mm-hmm. we be there. And it's, it's some in the past, it's been tough. We haven't been able to go because they've been indoor events where people are eating and there's a lot of people close together. And for Mason, because he's immunosuppressed, we have to be careful with yeah. that. So we always have to ask a lot of questions and figure out if this is something we can do. Thankfully with this one, we were able to, and they did have a lunch 
afterwards. Mm -hmm. Which we couldn't go to. Yeah, Yeah. we couldn't go to, which was such a bummer because it wasn't uh, anyone's fault. It's just uh, Crohn's disease doesn't. Uh, well, my biologics right. and they don't like me exactly. going to places and eating. And so I, you know, I think what people don't see is how hard it is for us. We want to be with our family. We want to be with our friends yeah, and just kind of decompress after an event like that. And to not be able to do that is really tough. So we, we kind of compromised. So we followed everybody to the restaurant where it was held. And it was one of, you know, one of the places, Mason, Loved. One of my favorite places I used to go before the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and so before 2020. Yeah. And so we were, you know, we we went there and we were able to say hi to everybody and pass out a few. We'd make cookies for people. And so we passed those out. And then we left and they all ate together and celebrated my uncle's life. And at least we felt like we were a part of it in the yeah. way we could participate we we uh, were in it as long as we were able to be in it. Right. And it was, you know, it was sad for us. We also are thankful for what we were able to make work. And that's kind of what you do. So that was kind of a challenge that... That was the weekly challenge. Yeah, that was our weekly challenge. <laughs> I'm sure we're to share all the time. Yeah. We also wanted to share something because we were wearing in our last episode, if you're watching us on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, for those of you listening to us, you have no idea. And we had some shirts made because we have something that we call karmatude, which is we, you know, putting an attitude out into the world of what you want to see and, you know, putting some kindness out there. And anyways, you want to show your, I'll let Mason model it. So So this is my shirt. (laughs) Yeah. So it's courage and kindness, which is, yeah, something that we really you know kind of i think encompasses this whole battle with crohn's disease yeah and it, the year on it we have 2020 as you can see yes. and san diego california yes. that was the year and the place where he was diagnosed and we have a wave and it says one wave at a time this is to give credit to rolf banershka a, a friend yeah. of ours now banershka, he's a very cool person yeah and Check him he, out. he had reached out to me and mason was first diagnosed and if you look him up seriously mm-hmm. I recommend you Google him because he's an incredible human being. He's a being. very good person. And so he had given me some advice because at the time I was overwhelmed. Yeah. And so he was like, you know, Michelle, you can't take all the waves at once. You can choose one and ride it in and then go back out and choose another wave. And it was like, oh, yeah. You know, we don't. Because at the time when we're in the hospital, I was having so many things done. Yeah. It was so much to all take at once right so it's like you're, look, way- you're looking at that big picture yeah. and it's like ah, <laughs> it's too but much with one wave at a time you focus on one challenge then mm-hmm. once you finish that challenge you go to the next challenge right and it helps it helps me it might not feel like it helps other people but mentally it really helps me mm-hmm. and, and was- i really like the saying too so yeah so one wave at a time and so this is our karma to shirts which we were super stoked on so we finally have them we designed them and hope you guys like, like them too yeah. they're not for sale or anything no. like that this is just for us but some people have asked and if we get enough interest you know we'll see if we can arrange for anybody any of our family or friends to purchase them yeah. but 
But for now, there was just something special for us because we wear our team shirts, like we've said before. When we go to the hospital, yeah, we all wear our team. We shirts, all wear so. our team shirts, so this is something else we can we can wear, and you know, putting some good thoughts and messages out into the world because yeah. you know it needs it. <laughs> so also, we are doing a giveaway. giveaway. So yeah. Today's a special episode. And we will go more into that at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. So I think, though, you'll catch on. Pretty pretty sure as you hear us talking about this, you'll catch on to what it is. Let's jump into the episode. And, you know, how many of you listening have food sensitivities? You know, something Mm -hmm. that maybe you're even unaware of, something that you're eating and you don't feel well afterwards. It doesn't sit well with you. You're not sure what it is. Yeah, it's or you have something that you know maybe it's dairy, you know, maybe it's, it's gluten, gluten yeah. something like that. But to get there is sometimes a struggle because we eat so much with there's so many different things we eat. we go out to restaurants, fast food. Some people eat a lot of fast food, and some people you know they cook at home. So depending on what you do, sometimes it is hard to figure out what could be causing that food sensitivity. And the way that we can relate this to IBD is like for Mason, it's Uh, a food, it could be a food trigger for him. So for like Mason, a flare, you know, can be caused sometimes by it's it's not always that the fault of anything. They're not entirely sure actually what causes these. So for some people, though, with IBD, they've determined that eating a certain food can be a food Trigger. trigger. So food triggers can potentially cause a flare. And for Mason, fortunately, we haven't discovered that yet. Mm-hmm. But he's also on biologics that are helping keep the inflammation under control. Yeah. So for him, that's his particular situation. I know some of you listening are going, oh my gosh, I have so many triggers. There's so many things I can't eat. And I'm really sorry, I'm sorry for you guys, because I know that does exist. It, and I, I think, you know, there. There's some people try to control this only with diet and avoiding any triggers, but unfortunately, food triggers are not the only thing that cause flares. There's no. other issues with IBD. But if you're on biologics that are really helping balance your system, with Mason, we found that he can really eat anything, mm-hmm. which is really good because he needed to gain weight. For so. some people, you have to do you have to try to help Crohn's with diet and biologics. Right. Right. And that's and that can be challenging. Mm-hmm. And it, from a caregiver standpoint, if you're preparing the food mm-hmm. and for the patient, it's really annoying because it kind of feels like the biologics aren't really helping because you aren't free to eat what you want. Right. Because there's so. a lot of different pe- diets that people follow out there to help them. And, you know, for some it helps, for some it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So with this disease, what we've found is you just really have to monitor yourself and really figure out what are these triggers for for you but again this is not to put the blame on anybody either because this disease just rears its head and it's the fault of nobody it's it's not caused by something necessarily so we try to avoid anything we think Mm -hmm. could do it but then it just sometimes it just it just is that's that's the problem with this disease in life monitoring symptoms is difficult because you have so many different appointments you have work Mm -hmm. school and in our case, we homeschool, homeschool so I'm so teaching. We so I was lucky, actually. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things going on in life. And I know all of you listening can relate to this. And so what happens is it gets difficult. You know, you're trying to remember to pick up the medications, to make sure he gets all his treatments, to order injections, 
to schedule the appointments, you know, just With all that going on, you can almost kind of forget some of that stuff. Yeah. It, and so if you're trying to like, along with all this, you're trying to monitor, you know, diet, you're trying to monitor restroom changes, it can all kind of blur together. And that's not a good thing no. because you can miss things. For us, we really had to focus when Mason was first diagnosed on like, were there any food triggers? Mm-hmm. And we didn't, we'd also heard about all these diets that were going on with people eating certain things, cutting out certain things. And it was all very overwhelming. Yeah. And so the best thing that, you know, we could think of is we needed to figure out Mason's own triggers. I mean, just think about this. Can you remember what you ate three days ago? No. (laughs) Yeah. No. Like I'm sure any of you listening, can you remember what you drank at a certain time? And so it, it gets to be like, you think you'll remember, but yeah, you you don't. You don't. So a very simple solution for us was to create a food log. Mm-hmm. And I know some of the people do this. There's apps, I believe. But for yeah, us, can do it. yeah, we didn't. We wanted it to all be in one spot and we could all access it and take it easily with us. So he, I'll let you show it off. Here's what we came up with. You can. So this is the IBD food log. Yeah. And inside of it, you have... Want me to hold it for you while you talk about it? See if I can kind of get it in focus. Okay. So we have date, and then we have body weight. That's pointing. Body weight, which is very important with Crohn's disease, because body weight can change very fast. Yes. Depending um, on how healthy you are. Yeah. And so that's important to monitor. And it, it seems like something, again, you will notice, but... Losing five pounds is not always noticeable and it can happen so fast. So it's important to to have that weight, just not as a gauge for anything other than seeing if there's a trend downward. Like for us, we want to see if it's trending down. And if that starts to happen, you know, you notice a pound is lost here, two pounds, then you really, it's like, okay, it helps you start paying attention. And there's also the days on there. So you can circle what day of the week it is. Monday. And then you have all your meals. You have breakfast. You have the food that you ate. Mm-hmm. You have the amount that you ate. And then you have the reaction if there was a reaction. Right. Good, bad. So if you ate breakfast and something didn't agree with you, mm-hmm. if it gave you stomach pain, or if you, or even if you didn't know if the breakfast did, but you had pain, or anything you could mark it down here. So then you could start seeing a trend like, like oh, wow, if I eat a pancake. Maybe right. like, my belly doesn't like it. Yeah. And so it kind of will show you trends and it shows your doctor mm-hmm. trends most importantly, because you can go over this or your dietitian. Mason had a IBD dietitian and it would be helpful. So we would know, be able to share these things. And then down at the you bottom, what you ate, yeah. you could just go like, oh, right here it says, I right. You don't have to, it's no longer a burden on yeah. your mind. Like, trying to remember you know so this is just something really simple and yeah we just created these and had these printed up and it's they were so valuable especially in the beginning and even if you have food sensitivities if you don't have ibd this would be great if you're trying to figure out what is causing an issue yeah highly recommend doing something like this and you can take it to your pediatrician as well and, and let them know what you're doing you know maybe they can give you tips or pointers as well what else and then at the bottom of this So at the bottom of this, we have total eight ounces bottles of water per day. Eight ounces is the measurement usually by by my doctor, at least. We bought eight ounce 
little like water bottles and They're we would fill them up. Bottles. Yeah. And we would stock the fridge with them. And this way we knew like we how would fill. Water I would drink a day. Yes. To make sure instead of like, Mason, did you drink, you know, how many water bottles were? So we, we knew how many water bottles were in the, in the refrigerator in the morning. We would stock a certain amount, eight ounce bottles. And we knew exactly how much he drank because hydration is extremely important because it's your intestines need that. Yeah. <laughs> as well so you're not dehydrated and that's another sign you know of things going wrong is um when your intestines aren't working correctly so water is extremely important too for for multiple reasons but that's just one of them but yeah and then same thing with just supplemental nutrition drinks we have the same thing like the water and then at the very bottom we have did you take all your vitamins you have yes or no so you remember if you took them all did you take all your pills yes or no any appetite changes, yes or no, because appetite changes can lead to weight loss. Mm-hmm. And and it's sometimes like rates. for us, it's a now that we know what we're looking for, we know that if he's not as hungry and if, you know, that could be the sign of something creeping up as well. And yeah. and also you, how many supplemental drinks? Because I mean, you, how many do you drink in a day now? Now I drink two. Mm-hmm. And when, when I got you, home from the hospital, I did like three, three. Yeah, I believe three. And those are to help him gain weight because for Mason, you it's know, hard, it was hard to join, uh, gain weight. Yeah. The body wasn't working right. Right. And he, he needed to not only eat his meals, but we needed something in between that was going to help him. And and we'll talk about that in another episode, actually, because those are that's a popular discussion. That's a, that's a popular discussion on its own. So for him, though, now he's he drinks, too. And when he was in the hospital, he, I mean, at one point he was drinking like nine a day because mm-hmm. he was on a liquid diet only. And, so, yeah. you know, some kids are, have an NG tube where it goes directly into their stomach. They, you know, but he chose to just, you know, diet. He, he was crazy. He was able to drink all of those. They were pretty skeptical about it. He's like, oh no, I'll do it. I'll do I it. I don't want an NG tube. Yeah. So, and he did. So for quite a while, he was drinking like nine a day not that ng tubes are bad no no and i but at the time there was so much going on he was like nope not not one more thing no so it it, i mean sometimes it's inevitable and but at that Mm -hmm. point he chose to drink them and he was able Mm -hmm. to this for us was something we could refer to hold on to we had so many of these (laughs) the doctors and show them exactly um Mm -hmm. everything what happened that day not try to guess what happened right so it's a great it's it's great for kind of monitoring triggers. It's great for monitoring potential flare issues coming. Mm-hmm. And if you are just someone who's trying to track food sensitivity and figure out what's causing some kind of reaction, these are great too. Yeah. And uh, it's very important with IBD to monitor any changes. Yeah. And that's restroom changes are a huge one for these guys. And and you know you again. This is one of those things you would think, oh, we'll remember. But yeah. for IBD patients, sometimes they, some people may go up, up to like fifteen times, and then two the next day. It, it can vary, and it so it's very, very uh, rapidly. Right, and this kind of goes hand in hand with the food, the food log too. Yeah. So these are where you can see these changes and correlate it to your food log, and also see if there is maybe something you ate that caused this, mm-hmm. and. And if, if it's not, if all of a sudden you're having this constantly, this issue, and it doesn't matter what you're eating, you know, that helps you know, too, okay, this isn't a trigger. This is probably a flare. A flare. And we use these 
for this was important for Mason because some kids don't like obviously I mean it's not like they like to talk about it you want to you know you, you want to give your kids a little bit of freedom but at the same time you also have to be diligent and make sure you're checking mm-hmm. and make sure everything's okay so we Mason was well trained on what to look for anybody who goes to their Crohn's appointments is doctor's office, they're yeah. familiar <laughs> with the Bristol stool chart and yeah so- <laughs> they will ask you every time. And so Mason was very well versed in this. So he could identify what mm-hmm. what type it was. He would type any changes. And we'll show you. We have two sizes that we made. We have two different ones. You know, we, we have, have like this the one. one. Yeah. We have the small one. Mm-hmm. IBD journal. Yeah. And so these are pretty these are pretty simple. We can let you explain it, Mason. So and here we have um, the days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it goes through the entire week. You write the time when you went and the type. <laughs> right. And down here, you'll see we have like a little chart yeah. for the type. So you can either use some abbreviations we came up with or you can yeah. create your own. And you can write notes too. Right. that. We really want to do that. We really want yeah. to write notes about this stuff. We're, we're drawing. <laughs> so whatever yeah. you want, I guess. If you're sitting there and you want to uh-huh. draw, you can draw in the notes area. I do that sometimes. There's also a spot where you can mark for if you had any abdominal pain mm-hmm. or soreness. So you mark that down too, and along with the day. So this, abdominal pain is important to mark. So for us, this made it really simple because easy to remember we would show it to the doctor and she could see right away you know you can just by looking at it good Mm -hmm. yeah and then we had our food log so we could see you know here this and that and but and and so this journal i believe they also have they may have something like this online too and i do believe they have apps for that so if you look Mm -hmm. into it but for us we wanted something we could set in the bathroom that didn't move just stayed there and we could all check it we could easily bring it to the doctor so for us kind of old school book style book style was like the preferred way it worked really well and his doctor really appreciated these i think these would be great for pediatricians or even you know adult doctors to have as as well because when mason went in in 2019 it was a year before he was diagnosed yeah he was having symptoms Mm -hmm. and at the time it didn't seem like it was like hit and miss when you would have these issues and so it seemed like it was diet related Mm -hmm. and it wasn't consistent and so it was like okay there's something he's eating and so we had tried you know removing lactose and tried removing gluten yeah that was at the suggestion of the doctor Mm -hmm. she thought it was probably a gluten intolerance and something like one of these books i think would have been so helpful because I think the the greatest thing she could have done is asked us to fill one out and come back and see her maybe like in a month. And maybe Mason would have felt more comfortable talking about mm-hmm. things because that was part of it too. Mason wasn't exactly forthcoming. Oh yeah, so today. With, this- <laughs> yeah, he he just, like he said, he just wanted to be normal. Yeah. So he kept hoping that I want to be excited about it and like, maybe it will go away. Yeah. Maybe magic. <laughs> and so I think if a doctor can convince some, you know, if it's like here, instead of having to talk about it and this something like this, you can write it down and maybe that would help. It would have been nice to probably be able to have a way to kind of track it and and see what we were actually what was going on instead of trying to remember how many times he had that issue and yeah. what. You know, so so that's why I say this isn't just for IBD. This can be for anything. If you're trying to identify something, 
And, uh, but first of all, talk to your pediatrician. I, you know, before you just jump into, if there are food sensitivities, I always recommend talk to your pediatrician, you know, before you start trying to figure it out yourself. And then, you know, if you talk to your pediatrician, these might be able to use hand in hand with it for you to kind of monitor symptoms and, and bring that up with your doctor, you know, like say, hey, would this help? I think it would be a great yeah. help. If you haven't right guessed now. by now. The giveaway is the journals. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> you guessed. Congratulations. When this episode is going to air, we'll post it on Instagram. And we will also post it on Facebook. You know, I, I put on my personal Facebook page if you're following me there. But the main way to enter will be through Instagram. So it's at Team IB Determined is our Instagram <laughs> name. And when we post this episode, go ahead and make sure that you like the post, comment yeah. on it. And make sure you're following us and you will be entered and we'll send them to you. So you yeah. just, uh, whoever wins, we will send you the food log and the IBD journal and it's all yours. So if for a bonus entry though, for a bonus entry, if you are subscribed to us on YouTube and you leave a comment, leave a comment. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. That'll give you a bonus. Maybe entry. like maybe click the bell. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that would be fun too. That yeah. that only benefits you because you get notifications. Yeah. But but if you are following us, if you're a subscriber on YouTube and if you make a comment, that'll get you a bonus entry. But otherwise, it'll be through Instagram. So with that, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not, there's all kinds of cool stuff because it we it really follows our life and our journey with chronic illness. And just, I, I think it's hopefully an inspirational site for you guys, but that's team IB determined on Instagram and on YouTube, we are IB determined. And I'll let you say the like, and subscribe, and we'll see you in the next video. Yeah, he's done. So yeah. we are done. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we're done. We'll see you in the next episode, which we will because, yeah, yeah that's about it for today. So thank you guys. And yeah, we'll yeah, see you see on you next the next week. episode. Don't forget to watch. It's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, <Probably>. stay tuned. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We hope you will stick around, tune in, and reach out to us with your own journeys. We are excited to give you an inside view of what it takes to be a caregiver and what it's like to be a patient. And most of all, we hope you'll maybe be able to play something you hear on here that might help you in your own life. Sometimes life changes and it's all about how you handle the journey.